Hey everyone, thanks for checking out the River Community Church podcast. If you want more information about the church or things that are going on, you can visit therivercc.com or you can check out our app at app.therivercc.com. Today's message is from Pastor TJ Overstreet. Well, good morning. Glad that you're here today. If you're joining us online, we're so grateful you're here. Would you do me a favor if you're online? Why don't you uh, just drop Pastor Andrew a a big Merry Christmas uh, as he's there, as he's online serving you guys as we're here all gathered this morning as well. Well, over the last several weeks, we've been going through uh, what we call Advent. Uh, If you've not grown up in church or been around much, maybe you don't know what this word Advent is all about. The word Advent itself means coming or the arrival of. And so that's what we've been preparing for, the arrival of the birth of Jesus that we celebrate on Christmas. So the first week of Advent, Brian shared with us about joy and how through Christ we can experience and have joy. The next week, Steve shared with us about how we can have joy is by having faith in Jesus, in this baby that was born and what he came to do. Last week, um, Steve Chapman shared with us about having hope and what we can look forward to, that we can have hope-filled lives. Well, this morning, I want us to look at at another component of what I believe and what we believe that Christ brings to this world, and that is peace. So as we get ready to chime in and and just get in and and try to figure out what this meant, this peace on earth that the angels proclaimed. Why don't we pray and we will get started. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for sending your son. Thank you that in this season, almost all people in all of the world are, are looking to this day of Christmas and and celebrating your birth. So Lord, in this moment, as as we come and and we have faith in you and and we are filled with joy and, and hope and love, help us to see your peace this morning and how you bring peace. We ask and pray these things in your son's name. Amen. Well, as the, uh, as the worship team was leading this morning, uh, it just it, it just stirred up in me the emotion of how much more I love this time of year. Anybody else love Christmas carols? Yeah, I, I love Christmas carols. I, I don't know if you know about this about me, but I, I love music. I love to sing. It, it allows my heart to rejoice in a whole new way. But this time of year, there's one song that just really resonates with me, Silent Night. Anybody else love Silent Night? I see some heads nodding. Yep, I see that hand. But is there a more perfect picture of Mary and Joseph with Jesus and the sheep and the shepherds, at the, the, the night sky and the bright stars that sets the stage that we're thinking about when, when we sing those words, Silent Night, Holy Night. All is calm and all is bright. Round young virgin, mother and child, holy infant, 
so tender and mild. Sleep in heavenly peace. Now, I'm instantly, when I hear those words and hear that song, I'm taken back to my childhood. Because like I told, I grew up in church. And so at this time of year, we would all gather together on Christmas Eve, much as what Meredith shared with you earlier. We're going to do that this year. So hope you can join us at 3.30 or 5 this, this coming Christmas Eve. And we would come together and we would, we would sing the praises of the Lord. We would, we would share communion together. But at the end of the service, the lights would go down and the candles of the wreath were lit and there would be one left, the candle that represents Jesus and the light that he exhibits. And as the lights were down, we would start sharing that light and the whole place was filled with the radiance as an example of the radiance and the glowing of Jesus. And we would sing Silent Night. Man, that just, that brings me to a place of comfort in peace. And, and whether we want to admit it or not, we are all in a place that we want peace. Our, our world and everything around us is lacking peace. People are full of worry and anxiety. Relationships have stress and conflict. And, and just the world itself is full of tension and wars and rumors of wars. It's just uh, and messy and chaotic. But here's the beautiful thing that I want us to see this morning. That's where Jesus comes in. Because Jesus, our faith in Jesus is, is not only about the joy that we can have and the hope that we can have. It's also about peace. And only in and through Christ can we ever obtain peace on earth as the angel proclaimed. You see, part of the Christmas story, part of the Christmas message is that Jesus brings us peace. But I want to look at just a little bit how he brings us peace. So if you've got your listening guide, we've got, we're going to have four points this morning. We're going, to, we're going to jump into the very first one. Our first point is that Jesus brings peace with God. You say, in stating that Jesus brings peace with God, we'd almost have to assume that without Jesus, there is no peace with God. Well, Scripture is, is pretty clear to tell us that our sins or these decisions that we have made in our lives that, that go against the will that God has for us, has, um, they've, they've built this barrier between us and the Creator. In the Old Testament, the, the book of Isaiah, in Isaiah 59, 2, he writes this. It's your sins, yours and mine. It's your sins that have cut you off from God. Because of your sins, he's turned away from you and won't listen anymore. You know, our sins have built this barrier between us and God. It's very clear. And there's nothing we can do in and of ourselves to tear down that wall. Well, I've, I've, had, um, I've heard people say, well, why would such a loving God that you, that you trust and follow build a wall between himself and me? 
Guys, we need to be very clear that this is not a wall that God has built. This is a wall that we have built. And the sins, the the decisions that we've made, the disobedience, the rebellion that we have, it's like those bricks in that wall and they're just building it up. But here's what our loving God did do. He, He made a way for that wall to be torn down and destroyed. He sent Jesus. And that's what we celebrate in this season. You see, Jesus brings peace with God. And Paul, in his letter to the church at Rome, in Romans 5, 1, he says this. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. It's pretty clear. But you know, we can see some real examples of this all throughout scripture. But I believe that we can see some real clear examples of that right here in this Christmas story that we see. We just read a little bit earlier, a passage out of Luke 2. If you've got your Bibles, I would love for you to pick them up and uh, turn to Luke chapter 1. If you don't have one, there's, there's one in the seat. You can grab that or, or feel free to follow along uh, with us on the screen. So in Luke chapter 1, um, we, we are seeing of uh, the, the announcement, uh, the proclamation to, to Mary uh, about Jesus' birth. His birth is being foretold to Mary. And so here's where we pick it up, Luke chapter 1, verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, just so you know, Elizabeth is Mary's cousin. We're not going to touch on Elizabeth right here, but just so you know who she is. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed. I can, I, I, we can say without peace, right? Crazy, right? Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and his name will be Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, how can this be? I'm a virgin. And the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. As this is going on, then we go down to verse 38 and we see Mary say, even though she's in this crazy, probably unpeaceful place in her life, she says, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me be true. I think we could probably see at the arrival of Gabriel, of this angel, Mary was pretty much out of sorts. Scripture says it very clear. She was confused and disturbed. 
But the angel in that moment was very clear to speak to her peaceful and reassuring words. The angel said, don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. I think this is a picture that in our own power, it's, it's near impossible for us to find peace. But, but what God was bringing to Mary was a supernatural peace that would be found through this child that was going to be born. A peace was coming through Jesus. But you may wonder, how is this baby, how did this little Jesus do that? Well, when someone puts their faith in Christ, you can find peace with God. It's because Jesus didn't stay, stay that baby that we kind of portray as we see up here in, in this swaddling clothes wrapped in a manger. No, he grew to a man and took the weight of the world on himself and died on the cross so that our sins could be forgiven. And in that, we can be restored to a right relationship with God. Through Jesus, that wall that we've built, those bricks that we've got, it's like, it's, it's, it's like the Hawaiian, the Kool-Aid guy crashing through. Some of you don't get that. That was a childhood memory of mine. Just. But Jesus just breaks down that wall and just destroys it. And not even just destroys it. He takes those bricks and throws them as far as the east is from the west to never be seen again. You know, this peace that Jesus would bring and how he would bring it was also foretold. So, so Mary, in this moment, when, when the angel was sharing that this was, this was the Messiah to come, she knew what that meant. And, and we can get a glimpse into, into that as well. And back in the book of Isaiah, chapter 53, verse five, we see how Jesus brings that peace. It says in verse five, but he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sin. He was beaten so that we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. Another translation that I remember that uh, growing up that I, that I memorized, it was, it, he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment, the punishment of Jesus going to the cross his hands and feet being pierced and the weight of our sin being put on his shoulder, that punishment brought us peace. And it was upon him. And by his wounds, we are healed. You see, because Jesus brings peace with God. Because Jesus in his life and his death, his burial and his resurrection paid the price for our salvation all we have to do is receive it. See, once we receive that and we turn our lives over to Christ, we, we can begin to see changes in our lives and in our actions. And that'll take us to the second point I want us to see this morning is that Jesus brings peace within us. You see, by, by turning our lives over to Jesus and allowing him to be the Lord of our lives, we can have peace within us. You, you, you see, sin didn't just build this wall between us and God. 
it, it also um, creates this internal turmoil, this struggle that we have. Because if you think about it, we're, we're constantly fighting anxiety and stress. Think about it. I mean, we, we have a big decision coming up and we stress over it and then we make the decision and then we stress over it even more, right? Or we have a conversation with somebody and it may get heated or maybe you just walk away and you're like, ooh, did they, did they take what I said the wrong way? And we kind of wrestle with that a bit. Or maybe even like this time of year, we go to the Christmas parties and there's like these big charcuterie trays and this big spread and we just eat and eat and eat and we sit back, oh, did I eat too much? Yes, I'll tell you, this time of year we eat too much. But we, it's part of this inner struggle that we have, this, this not constant peace. And we desperately need and want and long for that peace. Well, we're, we're not, it's not exclusive to us. We can actually see another example of Jesus bringing personal peace in this same book of the Bible. In Luke chapter two, if we skip over just a little bit further, we see the story of this man named Simeon. Now, just to kind of before I share the passage with you, but just to kind of frame this up, it was, it was custom and, and required that the firstborn son by, by scriptural law was, was to be dedicated to God. And so shortly after Jesus' birth, Mary and Joseph, they, they took him to the temple to present Jesus uh, and their purification offering to God. And so here's, here's where we pick up the story in Luke 2. Verse 25, at that time, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him and had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. That day, the Spirit led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the, to the Lord as the law required. Simeon was there. He took the child in his arms and praised God saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace as you have promised. I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. You know, Simeon is a good example of Jesus bringing personal peace. And, and it got me to thinking like, how many of you have bucket list items? You got things on your bucket list? Yeah, nobody? Okay, that's fine. <laughs> well, some people like I hear, I, I've got to make this trip out west. I've got to go see the Grand Canyon or I, I can't wait until we get to go tour Europe and look at all the great architecture. Maybe some of you are more adventurous and you're like, I got to go skydiving or like my boy Jim Fox, he's gonna repel 8,000 feet into the belly of a cave. And maybe that's your bucket list. But even at those items, we, we stress and we, we work and we, we long for, we plan and we prepare and there's this inner struggle that's going on. I got to thinking about, as I was reading this, I thought, you know, Simeon, it's almost like he had one bucket list item. And just based on kind of what I read into here, 
when he says, sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace. I think Simeon might've had some unrest going on with him as well. But I think we need to see what happens here. When Simeon finally embraced Jesus, he was at peace. That's all he needed. He praised God and said, now let your servant die in peace. He was at peace within himself because he had Jesus. You know, when you put your faith in Jesus Christ, you not only receive peace with God, but you can receive the peace of God. When you know Christ, everything can be going on crazy around you and you can still have peace and settled within yourselves. This isn't something new that just was going on with Simeon or maybe me and you. It's talked about throughout scripture. Paul wrote about it in Philippians. Philippians 4, 6 and 7. He says, don't worry about anything because he knew that we weren't at peace, that we struggle with stuff. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. Get it? Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and mind as you live in Jesus Christ. See, the peace of God is only available in and through Jesus. The Bible says that this peace of God will guard our hearts and our minds. It's a peace that passes all understanding. Guys, it, it'll truly, have you ever had that moment, things are just so crazy and you just need to take a deep breath. This is the peace that God, that Jesus can bring us. This wasn't foreign to, to Jesus either. He, he knew that we would struggle with this. John recorded the words of Jesus in chapter 14, verse 27. Here's what Jesus said. He said, I am leaving with you a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. We're, we're all gonna be getting a lot of gifts probably, or at least a, a gift or two here, here in a few days at Christmas time. And I, I love getting gifts. I love giving gifts. One of the things that I really love are, are Christmas stockings. Christmas stockings are cool because you can shove anything in there, like tweezers and thimbles and the cheap little, you know, wind up monkey toys that clang. And when they hit the wall, they fall apart. They're temporal things, right? But that's not the gift that Jesus is giving. The gift that he leaves is peace. It's this eternal and internal peace that we can have. Well, not only did Jesus bring peace with God, but he also brings peace with us individually. Thirdly, I believe that we can see 
in this story of Jesus and this, these accounts of his birth that Jesus brings peace with others. You know, we have a great example of this in, an, in another account of Jesus' birth. It's in the book of Matthew. In the book of Matthew, it gives us a look at Joseph. Joseph was engaged at this, po- this moment to Mary, the mother of Jesus. So if you want to turn back just a page from Luke 2 to, to Luke 1. Oops, sorry, that's not right. It's in Matthew. Wrong passage. Matthew 1, 18 says this. All right, let's read this together. This is how Jesus, the Messiah, was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man. And he didn't want to disgrace her publicly, So he decided to break off the engagement quietly. So let's take a break for just a minute. When Joseph first heard that Mary was pregnant, he considered bolting, getting out of there. And you know, I don't know that anybody would have blamed him. It was customary probably at that time that like, hey, if if somebody had been unfaithful and they got pregnant, well, we're gonna step away from this. Like, we might even wrestle with that today in this culture, in our but very much so then. So he was human. Things were going on in his mind. Because he had to have been terribly hurt and confused. Like, he had been excited and joyful that he was getting ready to celebrate his wedding and this whole new season. But things had changed. But then we read on Matthew 1.20. As he considered this, as he considered leaving, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus for he will save the people from their sins. Now, if Mary had been pregnant with any other child, I I think most likely Joseph would have broken off that engagement. But this wasn't any other child. This was Jesus. And Jesus, even before he was born, he made relationships right. He brought peace between Mary and Joseph and kept their marriage from absolutely falling apart. Now we go through a lot of challenges in our lives and one of the most difficult things that we deal with is our relationships and when they're in turmoil and when there's friction that's when we need to ask Jesus to come and give us the peace in our relationships, to intervene, to reconcile, and to restore those. This isn't anything new either. It's been happening for thousands of years. Paul, in his letter to the church at Ephesus, in chapter two, verse 14, he writes this, For Christ himself has brought peace to us. 
He united the Jew and the Gentile, people that were at odds into one people when in his own body on the cross, he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. See, Jesus came to break down the barriers, to bridge gaps, to bring people together and to restore peace in our damaged relationships. In Colossians, Paul writes even more to this. He said, and let the peace, Colossians 3.15, and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your heart. For as members of one body, you're called to live in peace. Now, we need to be clear. Paul's not referring to this happy feeling of peace. He's speaking of the need for fellow believers, followers of Jesus to tolerate, to love, and to support each other. But peace within the body requires peace with its parts. Peace within the church requires that we have peace with each other. Peace with each other is probably a difficult thing at times. But Jesus calls us to that. And through him, we can have peace with others. So I hope we've seen that how how Jesus has brought peace with God and Jesus brings peace within us and Jesus brings peace with others. And our last point is this, Jesus will bring peace on earth. In that opening passage that we read in Luke 2, verse 13 and 14, we read, Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those whom his favor rests. You see, in this moment, Mary and Joseph they probably understood what that peace was because it had been a peace that had been prophesied back. We've looked at the book of Isaiah a couple times, but there's one more passage in Isaiah I want us to look at. Isaiah 9, verses 6 and 7. We read this. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us, the government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of heaven's army will make this happen. This is a clear prophecy, and and they knew it, that that Joseph would have known about it, Mary, even Simeon, that one day this child would come and he would rule the world with peace. But here's the thing that Scripture also tells us that Jesus won't only bring peace on earth. He's going to bring peace to everything. He is going to reconcile all that is bad, all that is messed up, back to himself. Paul, again, writes in Colossians, he writes these words, Colossians 1, 19 and 20. 
For God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ. And through him, God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. I think that this verse in Colossians brings us right back to where we started. The reason that Jesus brings peace with God, that he brings peace within us, the peace with others, and ultimately peace on earth, all goes back to the cross. Without Jesus shedding his blood on the cross, there would be no peace. Without Jesus being born as this cute little baby at Christmas, there would be no cross. So as we wrap up this morning, I've got a couple of questions for you. Do you have peace with God this morning? If not, I want you to know that this cute little baby wrapped in swaddling clothes that was laid in a manger He came and grew up to be a man. He lived a perfect life, a life that we could not live. He took the weight, the punishment that we looked at earlier of the things that we have done wrong on his shoulders and he died to satisfy. But the beautiful thing is he he did not stay dead. He rose to life so that you and I can have joy, so we can have hope and we can have peace with God. Do you have peace within yourself this morning? I wanna encourage you that if you're a follower of Jesus Christ and and you're you're working through just frustration and, and anxiety and stress and all that life brings, I want you to know that you can find peace in Jesus. You have every resource. It's just as Jesus said, his peace he left with you. Do you have peace with others this morning? Do you have some conflict or tension or turmoil going on with others in your life? Jesus has given you everything you need to be able to satisfy that and to bring peace to that relationship. And I'd ask the question, do we have peace on earth this morning? Well, no, I wish we did. Um, We don't. But we have the promise of peace on earth, and God has not broken a promise yet. So I'm gonna invite you to stand with me. And here's your invitation. Just seek yourself and answer those questions that we ask. Jimmy's gonna come and he's gonna lead us in a song. And maybe the Lord was speaking to you this morning. There's just some, there's some turmoil. There's some stuff that's going on. You, you've got some relationships that aren't going right. Maybe you've got a lot of stress in your life that you just wanna deal with and you wanna give that over to him. I want you to, let, to know that we've got a place up here. Where the, the altar is open. Up to your right, my left, there's a place that you can come and just pray. And just turn that over to the Lord. Up on your left and and my right, maybe you want to come and you want to have somebody pray with you.
that you just don't know how to deal with all that stress, all this stuff. You just don't have this peace. Well, there will be people here to pray with you. Maybe you don't have any idea what this Jesus thing is about, what this peace looks like. I would love nothing more than to talk to you. There will also be people in the back, in the prayer room, that would love nothing more than to pray with you and to help you walk through and seek what peace looks like. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening today. If you were encouraged by this podcast, then we want to encourage you to like, follow, rate us on whatever platform that you are listening to. If you want more information about the church and things going on, visit theriverCC.com or download our app. Again, thank you so much for listening to the River Community Church Podcast.